0: What house are you?
1: Slytherin. Shut up. I know. (gasps) I know. I was actually not surprised when it came out. I was actually... um, (laughs) Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, wow. And so I, I went there and I'm like, damn it. I love this. I love this. This is going to be a great show. It's written to perfection. It's funny. It's dramatic. It's sexy. I'm like, this is going to be the best show on Australian TV. and I'm, <laughs> I like, want to be in it. I want to be in it. The first episode is absolutely outrageous. Very sexy. Ooh. First episode, you'll be like, you'll finish the first episode and go, oh my God. <laughs> And everyone is going to so be like, excited. you should be excited. <gasps>
0: I'm Sarah Holloway, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy and fulfilment along the way. Hello again, beautiful people. I know it's only been a few days since the last episode, but I always like to keep you on your toes. I had 56 hours of transit, pretty much, to get home from Necker Island, so had plenty of time to edit, and you'll hear more about our amazing week there in due time, I'm sure, but I'm still marinating in a sea of emotions and revelations, so I'll wait a little bit until I'm more coherent and less jet-lagged. So today's guest is one of my favourite human beings who I've known since way back in our school days, and you're in for a solid hour or so of hysterical laughter. I was laughing out loud on the plane editing this. It is full of Yay. There are many reasons why you might have heard of the beautiful Olympia Valance, Her sister Holly, her four years on The Iconic Neighbors, her incredible talents on Dancing with the Stars. But today we're celebrating season two of Playing for Keeps that starts tonight on Channel 10 at 8.30pm, tonight being the 16th of October. The first season kept us on the edge of our seats with the drama, affairs and heartbreak of the wives and girlfriends of the fictional Southern Jets AFL club in Melbourne. And as you'll hear Olympia spill, the next season is bigger and better than ever. After earning her stripes as girl-next-door Paige on Neighbours, Olympia absolutely nails her new role as the fiercely powerful, incredibly bitchy, but as time goes on, vulnerable Talia, wife of the captain of the team. I won't bang on too much because this episode is a little longer than usual and I'll let Olympia explain it for you, but it was one of the most enjoyable hours I've spent finding out more about creating roles, her life outside of acting, the woes of having hobbit feet and everything in between.
1: Hello. <laughs> Stop, I'm nervous.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, you should not be nervous at all. I'm so excited. We both have coughs, by the way. There's R- some buttermethyls product placed on the table.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, let me just have one cough before we start. <clears throat> <clears throat> It'll
0: be one of many. <laughs> (laughs) So, just warning you all: you cough so cute. Most people like stop (laughs) that.
1: Stop that! It's a deep, deep chesty cough. It's
0: gross. (laughs) Oh well. Before we kick off, I love to start everyone with asking what the most down-to-earth thing is about them. Particularly in this day and age, where social media makes it so glossy, and you know, even even people, you are amazing at showing the real real (laughs) side of yourself and some of the behind the scenes, which I love so much about you. But even then, I think it's hard to get to know the real person behind, you know, the especially people who have such a big profile like yourself. So what's something super normal about you? Ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was actually um, – I've got a bit of a fun fact. Ooh. This is <laughs> – love a fun fact. So I – and it's <laughs> kind of embarrassing as well. They're the best kind. I have really bad wee anxiety. So when <gasps> I sit on the toilet <gasps> – I find it really hard to wee. So I sing happy birthday – Every time I'm on the toilet. You do not. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> so I sit on the toilet and I'm like, hey. And if someone's like, you know, if my boyfriend's around, I'll like whisper it to myself, but it's the only way that I can wee properly. Lim, no <laughs> way. I swear to God. I sing a happy birthday to myself <laughs> about, what, six times a day? Why happy birthday? Why is that the true song? Oh, I think it's whenever you just kind of, I, I don't know, I just... Like, just, <laughs> relaxed. It, just it, <laughs> it just It just. It just, that was the first thing. I was like, happy birthday... Oh, now I'm going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My way anxiety is not that way anxiety. Mine's no, it's more bad. Like, yeah, that would be really inconvenient. Very inconvenient. <laughs> it's Mine's very annoying. More like if I know that I can't go, like when I'm on a bus, when I we're traveling or something, or if there's no toilet available, I'm like, I'm gonna need to go. And well, that was just
1: like me before I started. Yeah. I'm like, okay, got to go to the toilet, otherwise. <laughs> got to sing a little song. Got to sing a little song. <laughs> and uh, group toilets are challenging. <laughs> wow. <coughs> that's a great one. Well, that's one I'm pretty down-to-earth family. But I guess my family, you know my family very yeah. well. My family and my friends have always kept me very down-to-earth. Oh, I love that so And much. I spend most of my time with them. They're great
0: your family's amazing
1: aren't they my mom <gasps> goddess
0: tanya shout out to tanya shout out to
1: Tan. we love you so much <laughs> we, had the, we had a grand final party on saturday what day is it yeah, monday saturday. uh she was in fine form she's, she's always, always in fine dancing form. always happy always giggly And she's, you know, she's my little inspiration. I love her. I love her so much.
0: That actually is a perfect place to start. So the first segment is called Way TA, which is pretty much just all the stuff before the Olympia that most people know today. So how you got there and taking it all the way back to when you were really young. And I think one of the things that's really inspiring for other people to hear is how people figured out what they want to do, Mm. because that's it. Often you see them now and you're like, oh, you're living your passion, but you don't see how many steps it takes to get there and how many times you go off the Track and you come back on, and then how much angst there is in the middle. So, taking it back all the way to very all the way Maria, back. Yeah, I was actually you, there. I know. Sarah <laughs> and I went to school together. Back in primary school, I actually remember you with your little bob cut and your little headband that, that you used was to wear. Such a bad idea, that bob. was amazing. I remember
1: looking back at photos. I'm like, Mom, it why so did you let me cute. do that?
0: And the little headband you used to wear at school you always had that like
1: velvet headband. I remember it so well. <laughs> Are you, I
0: can't believe you remember that. I don't know why. I think. I danced with Holly at the National so when you came to school because I'd already been at Shelford before you started because we're a few years apart from each other I was like oh that's Olympia and then I ju- I knew who you were so then I remembered the headband so weird
1: that's Outrageous because I just remember having like so many different of different colours of that that headband that that same that, one that, that thick velvet headband <laughs> and you know what they're back in fashion now they are did they're you keep head- any nah <laughs> but they're you know everyone's wearing them at spring racing now those really thick headbands and the scrunchies, the scrunchies and like those clips scrunches are back in yeah scrunchies that. I've got so many scrunchies now just love my scrunchies the defining headband anyway you know if we go back to the start I have such a crazy big family and there's a lot. Which I love
0: about you so much. You are the definition of modern family. So oh,
1: definition. You're the
0: third eldest of eight half siblings. So tell us the family okay. tree. I, even I get confused and I've been around it's since like, like the whole situation. I need
1: I need like a pen and paper to draw this down because a family tree is outrageous. But okay, let's start from yep. the beginning. So my dad, his first wife, yep. Rachel, they had Holly and Coco. Yep. So my two older sisters. Then my dad remarried to my mum, Tanya, and had me. So really I'm an only child. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Then my dad remarried to his wife now, Kim. Yep. And they've had three kids, twins and another boy. Yep. And then my mum remarried to Ross and had another two kids. So I'm the one right in the middle that is related to everyone, but I don't have... Any direct Any siblings. Any direct siblings. Which has always actually been really hard for me because I don't I've never had my partner in crime. Right. And I've always felt like the even out like sometimes I feel like the odd one out, like I don't have my little person. Although we're all so close. Yeah. Because they all have each other. They all have each other and they're all kind of like around the same age as well. And then there was just kind of like me. And I think the reason why I'm so close with my mom is because she kind of knew that yeah. and always kept me very close to her. So she was like my best friend. Yeah. She was my partner in crime. So then my mum and dad separated when I was very, very little. And then it was just me and mum and I against the world. She would take me everywhere. She's like one of those mums that just, no matter where we were, even if it was like at a restaurant, she'd put me under the table on paper. <laughs> She was not going to so be the mum, she was not going to be. She was too cool for that. She was not the mum at home. Um, and then when I, Turn four, she met four or five, five maybe. She met Ross, which was a really difficult time for me because it was, we were trying to share, but we were so connected. Mm -hmm. And so we would sleep in the same bed together. Probably wasn't that healthy now that I think about it, but she was just (laughs) so like, wanted to protect me no matter what. Mm. And then as Ross came along and I'm like, Oh, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Little four year old limping. Uh, Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't get this. And so it, well, firstly, I slept in the same room as them for many years. Did you I would really? sleep on the floor, and mum would have to like hang her arm down just so oh. I could touch her just to go to sleep. And then gradually I was moved into like the next room. <laughs> that but it is was like so this cute. major separation anxiety from my mum and and as i got older it's like a story that i haven't really told that much but like i was disgusting to ross i mean vile i was the worst teenager like looking back at the things i used to say i was so mean and so when i turned 18 so this is many years of ross being my stepdad um i turned 18 and i had a boyfriend at the time and I'm like, ugh, you've got to meet Ross. He's like, oh, well, <laughs> well is it, what's, what's wrong with him? And I'm like, um, ugh, uh, I couldn't, you know, I really nothing. couldn't think of anything. He <laughs> yeah. treated me like his own daughter um, my whole life and was loving and caring and, you know, paid for my school fees. And, you know, there was nothing
0: just, you could say. Oh, there was
1: absolutely nothing that I could say about him except that you know he was with my mum, and so when i was 18 and i'm an adult i'm like oh my god i have just been (laughs) and it really it really was really hard for me to deal with because i was looking back i'm like that is not the person i am and he did not deserve any of that and so i sat him down and i apologized Wow. Yeah, I remember and I remember just going I just want to say I'm really sorry for the way that I've treated you over these years. It wasn't fair. You've only ever loved me like your own daughter. That's so lovely. And yeah, you can that imagine meant how, so
0: much to him as well. And my
1: mom, like yeah. it was so hard for my mom because I was just a little w- shit. Um, so what else? I love
0: that about your family though. If every time there's like a barbecue or something Everyone is there, Everyone's all the together. siblings, all the new partners, all the old partners, and everyone just makes a real effort 100%. to be a family. And
1: that, that's, you know, kudos to my mum, because she made sure that my relationship with my dad never changed as well. And so, you know, my and I look at my mum and my dad, and I'm like, oh my God, thank God we're not together. You are not <laughs> right for each other. We're not but one. they're like best friends, they're yeah. like brother and sister, um, and You know, and my dad's wife now, Kim, is just divine and Ross is divine and everyone just like really gets along. And I think my mum created that sort of environment. She like, she's not about toxic energy or animosity or anything like that. So it's like kudos to her because it makes it really easy for me and for all of us to just be friends and get along.
0: Yeah, she's such a nurturer she and is. a bringer together of people. Oh, 100%. And it's I, all
1: about getting together and partying and having a drink and living life to the fullest. I love that so much. And I
0: love that anyone who does know you also knows your mum <laughs> and has met Roco and has met Kim yeah. and has met Ross. 100%. Like we, all, we all know all of your family members. I know. It's, it's one of the most beautiful things because it's really
1: rare. It'd I be nice to do a really photo rare. shoot with all of them one day, the whole the whole big shebang. But with like little diagrams attached yeah. over who your is head. Who. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, when in your childhood did you realize that you wanted to go into the arts? Was that something that
1: was really early? That you no, know, oh really, my God, no. I had no. I really fell into this whole acting thing. I knew that um, I really admired my sister, yeah. my older sister Holly, and I always just wanted to be exactly like her. Mm. Um, but I was really, really horrible at school, so I was. Such a naughty kid. I was so <laughs> naughty. Like, I almost got expelled in my last year. Like I was running some serious like shady stuff in school. But <laughs> the I'm best like, of us have like, done Like, <laughs> you know, if I put as much time and effort into my studying as I did my, my little side businesses in school, <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> I would have got a great end tab. Like I was so smart in other ways. Um, entrepreneurial ways, but just, you know, not with uh, studying. And I'm like, it was coming up to my last year, you know, maybe the end of my last year at school. My mum got called into the principal's office again, and she comes out. She's like, Olympia, what the fuck are you going to do with your life yeah, so to If I have to go in to that principal's office one more time, I'm sick of sitting in there and listening to them. And I'm like, mama, mom, mom, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'll figure it no. out. I want to be great at whatever I do. I just don't <laughs> know what it is to her. <laughs> and she just went, Ugh. all right. And it's a story that she always remembers because I was so convincing that I'm like, don't worry. I got it. I got this. No idea what I was going to do. Yeah, I just kind of fell into it. One of the makeup artists at Neighbours contacted me contacted me or my mum and just said listen there's this role coming up on Neighbours and you know how Neighbours you know loves family members mm. and that sort of connection and said director Olympia would want to audition and I was in Bali at the time and mum goes do you want to audition for Neighbours and I'm like yeah okay why not that's fascinating. So I never, ever, I never did drama. I never did anything like that. Oh, my gosh. And so I went in and it was a tough audition. And I think, you know, you just, you mentioned this before, that I swore in the audition by accident. I'm like, oh, my God, I definitely, I've it. I've it. I definitely <laughs> haven't got this. There is no <laughs> way that I have this. And then I ended up getting it. And I was there for like four, four and a half years in the end. That's amazing. I know. I think
0: that's so cool because with Ross, you know, if – Anyone doesn't know Ross Wilson, he is he's Daddy Cool, which is Daddy
1: Cool, Mondo Rock.
0: Yeah, like the biggest part of my childhood. My mum just absolutely Frost Ross. Like, <laughs> Frost <laughs> Ross. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and him being so musical and then Holly being on neighbours and being such a performer and then going into act you know, on, into Hollywood after that. I had no idea that it was so late that you would go into it yeah, or I even f- have
1: an interest in it. I feel like I was you know, maybe tw- 20 when I started Neighbours. Like yeah. I really had no idea what I was going to do. I worked in a pet shop for three years. I actually before. have that here. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved that job. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I like had the best memories there. I loved going to work every day. It wasn't, there was no pets. It was like a pet warehouse. Oh. And so there was. So pets came in to visit you. Pets came in yeah. <clears throat> and I was just really good at selling. Like these, <laughs> and I worked in Turak. So it was the, the place was in Turak and they These guys would come in and I would sell them so much that they didn't need. And I'm like, I'm a really good saleswoman. It's also a
0: captured market. (laughs) Like people who love their animals,
1: you could sell them anything. And I'm like, you really need this if you want, you know, your dog to be comfortable all day, all night. And they're like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I do. And it was just like some pillow puff that they could get from, you know, Ikea, but I sell them for $200. <laughs> nice. No, well, it's a skill. <laughs> anyway, so I cleaned up dog wee and dog poo for, you know, most of my um, formative le- years, <laughs> yeah, late, late teens. But we just had, you know, my, my be- one of my best friends um, who was the manager at the time, we're still friends now, and we just like had a ball there. Oh, that's so sweet. And then I remember the day that I got Neighbours, it was the first thing I did, I was like called work and I said, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, oh, even, I did didn't even call my mum yet. <laughs> I fe- the, the first phone call was my work and I'm like, I quit. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh, that's so cool. And I think one of the things that is really nice to hear for anyone out there who's like an aspiring artist or person going into the arts is that most people seem as though they've trained since they were three they've done like the drama school they've done all the right subjects and they've gone to acting school and blah blah blah. but it's amazing that you can go from literally being like sure I'll audition like whatever to like a Logie nomination I mean you had such an amazing four years there I know how (sighs) did you come into your own as an actress like how did you even learn what to do
1: well I think Neighbours is the perfect place you really get thrown into the deep end there. It is like the hard knocks of any sort of acting world. And even going into um, playing for keeps, it was a dramatic difference Mm. from how tough Neighbours is to, and like some of the skills that I learned, even like time management and obviously learning scripts, um, you know, made playing for keeps really easy for me. And then one thing that, you know, the... um, who, like the or, uh, like the AD, the assistant director, he would always say, "Oh, Olympia is always on time," and that was because of Neighbours, because yes. that you would get in so much trouble if you weren't on time. Because as soon as you you falter, then it like it lets the whole team down.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but Neighbours was hard work, but I loved every minute of it. What is it
0: actually? I mean, it's such an institution for the whole country. What? Is it actually like on set? Like, what are your filming days like? You know, if long. anyone who hasn't done a <laughs> Ramsey Street tour, <laughs> which is a thing by the way,
1: <laughs> it's it's definitely a thing. Um, I mean, the hours were incredibly long. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'd probably get up most mornings, most mornings at four thirty. Oh my gosh! And probably wouldn't get home till um, seven seven thirty because it, it's out oh. it's out in Nanawadding. Yeah. And and it was hard in winter because firstly we shoot for the UK, so it's always summer. So we're always in like these tiny little clothes. Oh and my gosh! Yeah. So that was always really hard. We'd be in the pool. Actually, pool scenes were always the best because it was hot in the pool. Oh yeah. Getting out of the pool was the worst. Um. And yeah, so the long days. Obviously, having hundreds of scripts to learn. And I became really good at it. Like sometimes, you know, if I wasn't very prepared, I'd take my script and I'd walk out into the set and I'd be, learn- I'd be learning the script as I'm walking to set. Oh my god! So I became really, really good at learning lines. So like if I read a page now... You'll remember it. I can read it a couple of times and I'll, I'll know it fluently. That's crazy. But I used to do that at school as well. So I had this weird sort of photographic memory where I'd get my tutors to write my essays. <laughs> I'd remember them, and then I just
0: regurgitate. Yeah, that's amazing. How far ahead do you have to learn lines? Like, how many scenes ahead would you be memorizing? Like a whole episode?
1: Wow, well, it, it works. So one week we film we film studio scenes, and one week we film location scenes. Oh. So they're all jumbled. That so it
0: confused me so much. Uh, so
1: much. So we might be doing the first scene of the first episode, but then the next scene would be like the end of the episode of the block before of oh. the location from it's it's kind of hard to explain, but you work in blocks. Yeah. And so we would be working from maybe three scripts in one day.
0: And you'd have Whoa. to remember, you'd have to
1: remember where you are a more organised person would write down where they were before and after and what's going on. I just, I do <laughs> just a I do, a, a, <laughs> a lot of winging. That's why sometimes I feel like a bit of a fraud because I kind of just like, <laughs> just I don't, I really don't, I, I really don't do the work that I'm supposed to. Um, but it's, it's worked for me so far. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you did a really good job. So it's worked for me so far. So, um, but yeah, sometimes I do feel that sense of guilt because I really. I don't put <laughs> enough work Maybe into my Maybe it just career. comes naturally to you. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I guess it does. <laughs> and how
0: do you develop a character? Like how do you go for, I mean, particularly in your first year when you, you'd never acted before, how did you build a page into somebody and learn how to cry and learn how to show emotions and then like do you watch them after and do you cringe when you go back to like the, that oh first God, year? I
1: am constantly cringing. <laughs> Constantly cringe now, like even when I watch scenes, really? I'm my own my own worst enemy. Yeah, I you know even stuff that people have said. Oh god, that was a great scene. I'm like, Ugh, I can't <laughs> <Yuck>. watch <it. laughs> Ugh, What am I doing? I'm so embarrassed. Um, but creating characters, I mean, you really have to take. Well, the way that I do it is takes parts of yourself. Yeah. Okay. So the character characters kind of end up being somewhat of a version of yourself. It's how you have to kind of make it as real as possible. Like even with Talia on Playing for Keeps, mm. that was maybe the easier character for me because even though she's a bit of a bitch, <laughs> um, you know, her world is very similar to my world. So yeah. some of the things that she's experienced, I've experienced. So, so you can draw on your own. I can draw on my of, own yeah. thing. But then, you know, have the fun part of, you know, being... You know, you know I'm always smiling and always happy, but like, <laughs> You're like this character. Come on. Resting bitch no, no. face mode. I, she's just got a constant resting bitch face. <laughs> but that was so fun for me to do. Like I love that sassiness about her. It's like me when I'm in a bad mood.
0: You find yourself like parts of that character coming into like your habits kind of become that person in your normal life like is the split really clear for you or because you bring parts of yourself you're like
1: the meshy. split is not clear yeah all. okay the split is not clear and sometimes things will happen like even you know i'm dating a football I know, I know you know it, like it's weird how life imitates art and it's constant even on neighbors it was it, it was like I was doing things in the show and then they would happen to me in real life. That's crazy. And it's just it, – and playing for keeps is exactly the same. It's like, whoa, this is so weird. Well, it's, it's like I'm manifesting it on the show and then it happens. Well, it's so
0: weird that you had never dated an AFL player. Ever. And, and then playing for keeps happened and now you're dating an AFL <laughs> player in real life. I mean, life. it's bizarre. <laughs> like, that I, find is it I find it comical. I find it comical. How far into – was that during the season, during season one? No, or were you was, already dating? No,
1: it was just probably just after season one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, it's, <laughs> I know. Never have I even looked at an AFL player. And then just boom. Boom. <laughs> and it's just funny because like the things, you know, I, I I didn't know how real what we were doing on the show was. Yeah. You know, I knew parts of what we were doing was factual obviously very dramatized um but there are definitely some things like quite a lot of things that are that are real which is awesome like there was a scene with travis and annie so maddie and Kev. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait no I, this is constant this is constant yeah, like, what's your real name <laughs> maddie and madeline Ware? so her name's maddie on the show i'm constantly calling them by their Anyway, and there's a page on the show as well. I was like, oh Donna, I was reading Paige's lines. <laughs> I was reading Paige's lines for, I reckon, definitely the first five, five episodes. episodes.
0: Why did I say five? That Why was did so I
1: say that. <laughs> 100%. And everyone else was confused as well because yeah. everyone knows me as Paige. I know? know. Could you have called this character anything else? <laughs> like, <laughs> anything else? So that's the other thing that's really interesting is that it did, like,
0: there is. There are two directors on this show Yeah. that Kate Kendall was your mum who you auditioned with and dropped the F-bomb with, The Neighbours. Yeah. And Scott Major was a director as well and actor on Neighbours. Actor on Neighbours. And also is directing season one and the new season.
1: Yeah, so he directed the – I think it was the third block. So Mm -hmm. they were – so block one is episode one, episode two. Okay. Block two, episode three, episode four. Yeah. And so so on. on. (laughs) Um, so Scott did um, block three last time, and then this time he did block one and four, so oh. which is huge. Wow! And then Katie Kendall did block three, which was amazing because it just felt like my family was back together. I know. And so she is, was. Is incredible. that how you got
0: the role? Was because they already had worked with you before on Neighbors? Like, were you written into the script, or did you? Was
1: into it, it all for written? written? Yes. So I, you know, you know, I moved right over to LA. Yes. And um, this role had come up and I'd I'd heard about this role while I was still on Neighbours. Oh. Yeah, so I knew that there was talks about this show and it was in the creative stages so there was no – but someone had, you know, at the network said there's a show and I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm out yeah, of here. I'm moving. I'm we went moving. to your goodbye party. That's right. <laughs> my goodbye you party. Sold your house. <laughs> that's right. I sold my house. Exactly. I was ready. Like mentally, I uh, was ready for a change. Yeah. I was ready for you know it was a long four years on neighbours, long hours. I just wanted something different. I'd been you know hadn't been able to change my hair in four years. My nail colour was the same. I just felt like I was. I needed to be free. Yeah. So I'm like, that's it. I'm going. And as soon as i got to la as soon as i got to la they just sent me the script i'm like
0: fuck oh my gosh the script it is so good i remember you were home and i was like wait what you just what you moved you moved it took and now me. you're you're in here, you're it, back in melbourne what is
1: happening well it's always the bloody way yeah of course you know you you go and make a decision you set yourself free and then that's when work rolls in when you're just not focused on anything mm. And so I, I went there and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I love this. I love this. This is going to be a great show. It's written to perfection. Um, it's funny. It's dramatic. It's sexy. I'm like, this is going to be the best show on Australian TV. And <laughs> I want like, to be in it. I want to be in it. So I'm like, I moved over with Lauren McKellar, who is my hairstylist. I love Lauren. You know, she just did a Kylie cosmetics campaign. Oh my God, what? I know. Sorry. What? <laughs> <gasps> I know. Shameless plug. I know. Laura <laughs>
0: McClure.
1: Yeah. That's the Kylie amazing. and Balmain collaboration. I did see that. Yeah, I know. <gasps> That's amazing. Sorry, I just had to mention that. Yep. So she's still um, in back LA. Back to me. <laughs> so I said to her, listen, babe, I've, I've got to go back and do this. She's like, no, nah, I get it. I get it. And that was so hard leaving her because we had moved over to there together. It was a hustle and it was hard, And we, but we had fun and but we had each other. Yeah. And I was leaving her and that was just so hard for me. But she just killed it. Yeah. She killed it. She was So (laughs) amazing. She She was fine.
0: She's having a great time over there.
1: (laughs) And then I came back and I'm like, this show was so fun to film and the product was better than I ever thought it was going to be. And people just loved it. Like this morning, last night I just posted a – photo of the new release date for season two i don't think i've ever had that many comments on a photo ever people would just people were just so excited it was wednesday night everyone got their wine out everyone got the girls together even the boys the boys loved it (laughs) i just found out that thomas used to watch it (laughs) no yeah boys loved it probably
0: thinking i want her to be my wag and And now she is
1: (laughs) (laughs) so I always sorry I, I talk and talk and talk and then oh, I forget babe. what the original the question same, I was. I meet you. I'm like,
0: wait. Oh, we're doing a podcast. Oh, wait, I'm like, I meant to ask some questions.
1: It's happened like twice now. I'm like, oh, lost my train of thought. Oh, just, <laughs> just it's so exciting
0: though. So, tell, for anyone who hasn't watched season one, and one of the things that I think is awesome is that often like when the views come out in a show, now that there's so many ways to catch up on a show, like the views continue to just get extreme. Like as people rewatch it, when well, they might miss the first few episodes, but for anyone who hasn't watched it, you can watch it on 10 play yeah, and catch up. But just give us a quick intro to the premise.
1: Um, before we go one. into season two. Yeah, okay. season oh, one, se- just to like set the scene of brand new show. Brand new show. Obviously, it's a world that Australia seems to be very fascinated about. Mm. The football world, it's huge in all of Australia now, um, but especially in Melbourne and the WAG culture, the females in that world are also, they're some of our biggest celebrities in Australia. Mm and people are just fascinated. But these women have their own businesses, their own, they're powerful, they're successful in their own right. And so the show really shines a light on the females in the industry. Obviously the show was about lots of different things. I mean, we're talking about five women with five different storylines. Mine was outrageous. I (laughs) I loved it (laughs) so so Mine was absolutely outrageous. (laughs) Um, Find out that my partner is cheating on me with the coach's wife. Yep. And I make him marry me anyway and make him walk down the aisle. I mean, that's just like a small part of season (laughs) one. There's so much more. My favorite line ever was Annie Maynard's line where her and her partner are quite sexual and then they were going through a bit of a a down period. And she goes, I am considering riding the bus purely for the vibrations. And (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I love you. I love this show. And it's real. It's like real girl chat. It's, um it speaks to such a like relatable part of all of us chatting with our girlfriends and everyone could and relate to a different character yeah like everyone when i when i spoke to people about the show it's like oh my god i am so Paige, or i am so talia or you know i'm so maddie um so people can like, definitely relate to different parts of each wo- each woman and that's i think what we tried to achieve it was that these these girls are real girls like just because they're in the limelight doesn't mean that they're real people and they've got their own issues behind closed doors. Yeah, and I love that there's a lot of vulnerability. Like, they're all incredibly powerful
0: female characters, which I think is such an important thing in Australian TV but any TV, uh, and all have... It does show the reality that a lot of the women in football are building their own careers separate. Like they might get some limelight from being a wag, but that's not the only thing anymore. Like they're building businesses, they're strong independent people, but there's a lot of vulnerability in the storylines as well. Like, yes, it's very over dramatized in some parts, but then some parts are like real open heartache, 100%. And everyone experiences that.
1: Yeah. You know, me, like I'm the biggest crier in the world. You know? Does that
0: make it easy for you to cry on TV?
1: No, it's really, really hard for me to cry. How do you do it?
0: (sighs) I had Kat Stewie on here, like in this room recently, and I was like, please, that is my burningest question, burningest. My most burning question. The smartest woman I know, (laughs) burningest. Burningest,
1: it's a word. (laughs) It's a word. How does How
0: she do, do it? Yeah, so she says that um, she actually – sometimes if you really can't get it going, like they'll give you drops. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But if you are in a scene where it's been building, like the emotion has, has been building, then by the time you get to the point where you need to cry, you're actually quiet right. there. It's not like everyone's giggling on set and then they're like, okay, cry now.
1: It's hard in playing for kids because it's quite comical a lot of the yeah. time. Um, even – yeah, Neighbours was hard. It's, it's really bloody hard to cry. Yeah. There's a lot of times that I would use fake tears, but there's a lot of times that it, you're right, it's building up to the cry, so you can't be crying at the start of the scene. Um, and the worst days where were you're too ha- happy. happy <laughs> and you're just like... <laughs> I and, can't get there. I can't get there. Like this season, I think it had been scripted once for me to cry and I was with Scott Major and I'm just like... <sighs> finding it so hard to show emotion he's like because you're too happy you're just having a great I'm day like, damn it <laughs> damn it and season one I was going through a lot of you know shit in my personal life mm. so for me to cry on season one it was only too easy yeah yeah like just think about something oh, and, sad and I had and a just... lot of shit going on on the show as well so I was like oh this is easy and I said to Scott Major I was like why am I finding it so hard to cry I was like because I don't have anything Cry about. Because I'm more together now I'm than I was last way season. Way more together. <laughs> way more together.
0: Oh, that's amazing. What about when you're like hysterical? Like when you just can't stop giggling? Are there heaps of, are there bloopers? Like All
1: the time. Oh, it would happen to me all the time. I, I need, the only time that I can stop laughing is when someone gets angry at me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You need them to be like, Olympia. Okay, that's enough, that's enough. We were running out of time here. Oh, and you're and like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> the worst person for me was Scott McGregor on Neighbours. Oh. If he started laughing, I, it, it'd be it'd oh, be off
0: God,
1: it'd be like oh you could not just couldn't I'd tears laughing I, I just don't think I could do serious <laughs> But there was like actually that. one time in the in, in playing for keeps where I think it was in the last episode where I find I was in the green dress I just remember the dress I just always remember the outfits that I was wearing the green dress and I'm saying with my with Connor it's like kind of like the very very end and it was kind Connor's of, Olympia's um, husband. Husband on the show. Yeah. Captain uh, of the team. Captain of the team. And it was coming to the end. I think it was actually maybe the last scene of the whole series as well. And I'm standing in front of him, and the tears just didn't stop. Like they'd call cut, and they're just streaming down my face and makeup. We just dabbed dab them off my face and then tears would just keep coming. And I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> keep coming, keep coming, <laughs> don't stop this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's rare, though. It's
0: rare. Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm just like, how are they
1: doing that on call? It's amazing. It's amazing when I see, and you know when tears are real and when tears aren't. Yeah, can you, can you
0: see? Do you watch back? Have you watched the whole, when, ha- do you guys watch I it all seen, back together?
1: haven't seen any of season two. Oh, my gosh. I know. Will
0: you watch it as – so it comes out on October I, 16,
1: everybody. October 16. October 16. Put it in your diaries. But I watched Playing for Keep season one – with everyone else, with the, the cast, no, with the world. Oh, oh my god! So it was. Like, I was anxious. Was I was anxious every time I'd watch. I'm like, oh my god, because I hadn't seen it. Oh my god! But I was so happy with season one. Season one was great. It was. A,
0: yeah, it, you must be so proud of it. Yeah, it was a good show. I love it. What was it like having built your career on one role? Mm. It was like pretty much your second major role. Yeah, and. How did – like, was it hard to build someone else that was also a woman and also, you know, not too dissimilar also in Australia? Like, how was it hard to build a new role for you?
1: Um, I think I really left Paige behind from Neighbours. Like, I was – There was no remnants. There was no – yeah. It was like young Olympia, you know. That was – I felt like that was – that side of me had kind of, like, left – um, I find it really easy with the costumes. Like if costumes make you fall into a character easier. And we had the most incredible costume department in um, Playing for Keeps. The dresses. The dresses, the clothes. Oh. And so when I put these outfits on, I already felt like Talia. Yeah. yeah. You know, the sass came like, out. Literally, I could flick my hair and like swing my dress around. I'm like, oh, I've got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Michael, from Costumes. <laughs> like it makes it so easy when you put on an outfit or have a prop or... Yeah, to kind of trigger the... T- yeah, tr- and as soon as I would get changed... you go back I to... i go back mom. to, like, Olympia. Yeah. As soon as I'd put these unbelievable jackets on and these sequin pants, I'm, like, I step straight into it. Even, like, when I'm walking around, I'm, like, what am I doing? Yeah. We haven't called action <laughs> We're yet. We're not rolling. <laughs> You're just being sassy to everyone. Sassy to everyone. <laughs> I'm, like... And I've got this face, like... The lip pow. The lip pow. <laughs> and they'd be like oh yeah what are you doing did you chat to any
0: wags beforehand like do you did you do research or how did you kind I of think... suss out the landscape or did you just roll with it and were like I cool I, i'm just gonna let it go
1: i really trusted the script like yeah. but i also you know i know a lot of wags yeah um and i didn't really want to base it on anyone in particular i think my character is definitely an a, a combination. good good girl <laughs>
0: Good girl. And <laughs> dyslexic, guys, which yeah, I just, just another found
1: out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I also find it very hard to read and speak sometimes. <laughs> um, it doesn't show. you doing a hazy job. <laughs> um, of lots of different people that I know, and it's funny. Like when the first show came out, I heard that people thought it know, was so, someone. It was someone, and they am like, uh, I don't think it is.
0: Well, the other thing is you actually know most of them, so yeah. it's not. It's even less likely to be someone because you're like, they're my friends. Yeah, I know.
1: I'm not going to make this bitchy character, you know, anyone in the real world. (laughs) But Talia ended up having a lot of heart and you loved her in the end. I'm surprised that everyone actually loved the character so much because she... It's because she softened, I think. Yeah, she
0: did soften. You got to see that she she was such a hard-ass that seemed so sassy and, like, bitchy, but then...
1: But you understood. Yeah. It's like, oh, I get the way you know i get why she's the way that she is yeah
0: so what are you excited about in season two i mean i know you can't reveal anything about the script but are there any vague general progressions from the
1: storyline or from obviously it kicks off from it kicks off six months after oh there's quite a yeah so there's quite a gap and so i don't know if i'm allowed to say much about the first episode can i say a little bit yeah so I've got my, got my best friend, my <laughs> publicist in the room as well. <laughs> Laura, Laura Cameron. Cameron. Woo! I love you. We love Laura.
0: <laughs> um, uh, I love how she's like the gatekeeper. Yeah, I know. Yes, no. Yes, yes no. no.
1: <laughs> but, you know, obviously Connor and Talia aren't together anymore, but <sighs> we see sort of like who is Talia Woods now that she's not... In that relationship. In that relationship and she's not really a wag anymore. Wow. Um, and she's really trying to... You know, she had a career before she was with Connor. and She's trying to get that back again yeah. and get sort of her power back again and be disassociated with him. Mm. But she's still Talia, you know. You know, there's a bit of a breakup competition, like who's winning the breakup. And <laughs> so it's the first episode. The first episode is absolutely outrageous. Oh my god! Thinking, I know what goes on in the first episode now that I'm thinking about it. Olympia
0: had forgotten when we first started <laughs> talking,
1: um, but. Very sexy. Ooh. First episode, you'll be like, you'll finish first episode and go, oh my God. <laughs> and everyone is going to so be like, excited. you should be excited. <gasps> Yeah, every episode is just like, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> what does Thomas say about it? Especially as a footballer. Like, is he like, uh, yeah, that happens. That's that's
1: exactly what happens. He knows about a few scenes that are going to be on the show and he's just like, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm not going to wa- watch I that. don't want to watch <laughs> I don't, don't want to. And I'm like, I get that though. Yeah, totally. I work in a very weird industry. It's not normal to see your partner passion someone else. Yeah, that would be It's so not hard. normal. <laughs> so I get it. I just it. wouldn't watch. But then I'm also like... What do you want me to do? Yeah. That was my job. Yeah. But, you
0: know. Is that weird as well when you're like, I'm going
1: to someone else? Do do you know how nervous I get? Yeah. It's not sexy in any way. Really? You know you've got about, like, 30 crew members around. Of course. Even when it's a closed set. You still have to,
0: like, do it on call.
1: 100%. And you're so nervous because you don't really know this person properly, Um, especially if it's, you know, a proper sex scene. It's... (laughs) it is so scary it would be I've got to admit uh and you know
0: Tanya's gonna watch as well
1: oh Tanya is fine I'm more worried about my dad watching <laughs> yeah you know, my mum. my mom's always to me too much information I always tell her everything every she goes what is it with my children and thinking that they can just appropriate tell, it it. <laughs> to tell me every intimate detail about their sex life or their life and I'm like Ah, uh, soz Because you're yeah, my mom. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so this is what happens with you and me. I'm talking. I forgot what I was even talking yeah, about. I
0: know. I'm like totally <laughs> interrupted you. It seemed like it was a really good one.
1: Um, sex scene we were talking about. Sex scene. Yep. not sexy. Yeah, not sexy at all. Yeah, so scary. Nervous. Um, oh, that's right. <gasps> probably actually not allowed to say this, but I did have a bit of it. <laughs> it was the last scene of the day when I had to do a sex scene and I was so, so nervous and I'm like, I'm going to have a shot of vodka. Oh, my God. it's going to help me. You know. And it really just like numbed the nerves. I said to them, I'm like, wow. do you guys mind if I – there was no talking in it. It was just literally – Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying too much. This it. is why I can't do podcasts, babe. <laughs> this is why I say too much. I'm going to get myself into trouble. I was drinking on, on the job. <laughs> I think it, you know it's authentic. That's what normal <laughs> people do when they need to have sex.
0: They're like, yes. I know, <laughs> least <Unless> you're real. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited for the new season. I know you should be. Oh, everyone, put October 16 in your diaries. I'm so excited. How many episodes are there? Eight.
1: Eight, right. eight one-hour episodes, <gasps> and they're just so jam-packed of fun and oh, oh my gosh, so much drama. I'm so excited. So much, I and love especially the drama. with how last year ended with mm. me finding out that Kath slept with my husband and that ended we don't we didn't really know how that ended yeah and so that kind of like comes back and you know, remember no one knows about that so that was so i was i uh, was so, i was so upset by that whole thing i was like oh, everyone was a mother hen i know queen, you I, bitch I, <laughs> and my best friend and my, my sister oh gosh do you imagine that actually happening i know I know. I also love her as an actress. Oh, 100%. Like,
0: amazing. But I was like, I, I love you, and this is hard for me. And this, this is, is compromising me. <laughs> this was,
1: it was hard for her as well, you
0: can imagine. Mm. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I'm so, so excited. In between all this, you also managed to do Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah.
1: Another TV show. Which I just found out that Jared is uh, our coach, wedding
0: dance choreographer. Which I just find unbelievable. He is the, it was literally because of you and Rachel Finch.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Rach, because um Misha's a dancer. I was like, who's going to choreograph it? She was like, Jared. I was Jared like, Olympia's Jared. And it was so exciting. He, he, he's just the best teacher ever. He's, he's the so best teacher fun. ever. I want to keep dancing. Like, I want you should just with him. Like, Nick's amazing, but I'm like, I'm, I want to do the more complicated but stuff. You should because
1: <laughs> it just like that show. I always knew that if I was going to do a reality TV show, it would be a dancing show because I've always wanted to learn how to dance but also just learning like a serious new skill. Mm. I really didn't think that I would enjoy it as much as I did. I mean, that was really hard work also. My body was so sore every day and it was such hard work. But, you know, every every episode was like fully challenging myself. Like to go out there on live TV, it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. And to know that I can do that, and put myself in those positions that are really difficult Yeah, was a really nice feeling to know that, yeah, I, could, I can do anything. Would have been so empowering. To be 100%. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And, and then, then, then that last dance I did, the second last dance, the um, Argentine tango, was like one of my proudest moments ever. I just, like, we worked so – it was such a complicated dance and we worked so hard and I just – you know, to be able to do an Argentine tango like that. <laughs> and with, like, a, an award-winning international dancer as well, like to totally. keep up with
0: him amazing and
1: he was just like he's like I can't believe you've never danced before yeah you were insane it was was an early exit guys we were all very upset about it it was it was yeah and that I I get between shows or in my downtime or when you know like I work really really hard and then when I stop working I go through I go into like quite I would say like maybe a bit of depression Mm. because I go from like thousand to zero and then feel like I have absolutely no purpose so I'm like well I wake up in the morning I'm like what do I do yeah. and so when Dancing with the Stars finished it really shook me like it was probably one of the hot not that I was sad that I was left the show but it was just like I was training every day I was you had a clear I had, like I had, like you know and I was pathways. and I had, was having fun with Jared and you know there was so much going on and then it was just taken away mm. And that was how I kind of felt after neighbors as well although I did was ready to leave neighbors I hadn't been doing nothing I hadn't done nothing for so long for so long mm.
0: I think people really underestimate as well how many hours it takes. Like for something like Dancing with the Stars, I think they think you kind of just do a few rehearsals. But then when I was texting you, you were like, oh, it's probably like seven to eight, maybe ten hours a day for the next couple of months. I was like, oh, I'll see you (laughs) after you leave the show then. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It was brutal. That's so much time. It was brutal. And like, but I was so fit. (laughs) <laughs> and I look at those I look at those dancers, and I'm like oh wow that's look why, that, that's what that's why you look like the way that you do with these tight little bums and these <laughs> tiny little these tiny little waists and these abs like their abs you don't realize how much the girls actually do in those flips and stuff mm. the core that you need for some of those moves
0: insane
1: was unbelievable like it was did tough.
0: one of those like ones the other day um with Jared just for fun he yeah. was like so if I did the more complicated version like and stepped in for Nick I'd do this and I got like halfway round, expecting him to just kind of like flip me up again and he was like okay you've got to do a sit up now like, yeah that's how you
1: get back up and exactly like, eh, eh. I yes. was, like swinging
0: to try and get momentum I couldn't do it
1: it's weird isn't it yeah. you think they make it look so effortless but it's really the girl that does a lot of the work it's crazy I was like oh ow ow <laughs> ow all right and are you wearing like heels when you're dancing yeah
0: yeah, and I, I mean, had to wear – I've been wearing, like, trackies and active wear, but with the heels. But I, know. I was Nick
1: every day for, like, months. <laughs> and I just have my, like, my dancing shoes over my shoulder. Because hey. I'd be dancing – all day, every day. Oh my
0: gosh! And I think that's the other thing that people forget as well is that working in an industry like acting or the art, any kind of you know artistic industry, it's very job to job based. So in yeah. between, you you do you go from one million to nothing, and that's the
1: problem. And I, I don't feel like this world actually suits. No, I love acting. No, the actual it, job. The actual job, yeah. because it, it really I with my mental health, I really struggle with that with the ups and downs constantly. Mm. Um, and my mum always knows she's like, Oh God, now you're having a break. Like you know, <laughs> let's get ready for the depression. Yeah. <laughs> let's get ready for the anxiety, you know? Yeah. And it's not that I don't have it's not money anxiety, it's literally just like I've got nothing to do. And maybe I've got a little bit of A D D as well. You know, there's <laughs> I think we all do. yeah. Um and it's like purpose anxiety. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, well, um, I've just got no purpose mm-hmm. until the next show and, or the, and I never know when the next thing's going to be. Yeah. And so that's why I'm doing a lot of, you know, I'm trying to find out it, something you probably don't know about me but I used to be a makeup artist. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I did makeup, many, many makeup courses like special effects makeup, makeup no why. So I do a lot of my makeup most of the time and it's definitely one of my biggest passions. So I'm trying to do trying to find things to fill my time because I was like, Oh God, I need a hobby. I'm like, but I love makeup, so let's try and find something to do around makeup and so now I'm trying to I wanna do my own, you know, makeup thing. I've got such good ideas that I'm actually going to talk to you and nick about. yeah for sure I'm so excited so that's sort of where I want to move, move. Yeah. like I love I love everything that is makeup I love makeup because it you know it's artistic but it also empowers women totally and you know as you know, I, I love putting makeup on not in a superficial way but I just love the art of it I love everything about it and so I've just kind of like I've realized like this is sort of like where I want to be at the moment with acting is a bonus yeah oh that's
0: awesome that's amazing so just back to what you were saying before with you know the downtime and the struggle I think that leads really nicely into the next section which is called an which we've kind of covered some of the challenges along the way but and that being one of the biggest but talking about empowerment with makeup as well that brings me to self-doubt and that that innate feeling that women but everyone but women in particular get of not feeling good enough or needing a little bit more confidence or empowerment in what you're doing Uh, whether it's job confidence because you don't you're not doing anything when you're when you're in between you know work or anxiety about getting work or how competitive the industry is and how much social media makes everyone else's life so visible and there's so much comparison especially being in the public eye how have you found self-confidence has that been like a journey for you Particularly um, coming into acting without having like loads and loads of you know training, training. Yeah. So I
1: do have this unbelievable sense of guilt when I'm acting, and it's mainly because I've never trained, um, and there's so many other people out there that have worked their asses off mm. to become an actress, and I really fell into this. Mm. And I sometimes I'll be at work and I'm like. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. How how the hell am I even here? Yeah, that imposter yeah. syndrome. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yes. And I like I don't feel like I'm worthy to be here. And it happens all the time. Like playing for keeps. You know, sometimes I, yeah, but I'm uh, Annie Maynard. I I love her more than anything, right? And I look at her. I just sit there and watch her act. And I'm like, you are incredible. I'm like, how the fuck am I here? Mm. Like I shouldn't be here. Um, and that happens like on a daily. And so that, I, you know, like with makeup, for instance, I know how to do that. I feel like I trained for this. Yeah. And that, and it makes me feel good doing it because I, I think I deserve to do it. And sometimes with acting, I don't feel like I deserve to be there. Yeah. How do you – what helps you through it? Um, friends, mm-hmm. like saying – you do deserve to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Laura? Um, <laughs> Laura definitely hears a lot of this. I'm like, I'm just so sad. Why am I here? <laughs> and I have so much to be grateful for. Yeah. Like sometimes I sit at work and I'm like, I'm so grateful. Like I can't believe I'm here. This is unbelievable. And then some days they'll be like, I don't deserve to be here. Yeah. I should not be here. There you is just
0: beat yourself up Constantly.
1: It. Mm. Um, but it's friends and family that they'll watch something and they're like that is so good and I'm like no it's not they're like yeah no it's really good I'm like huh <laughs> maybe it hmm. is <laughs> <laughs> maybe I am well. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, but like for instance like there was a scene in last season where Connor tells me that he had an affair and Scott Major said to me it's a really beautiful scene and I'm like no it's not and for him to say for him to say that who I really uh, admire mm. I'm like oh wow well, I did do that yeah that, that was me that was me yeah um, so it's annoying that I need other people's uh approval I don't think so
0: I don't think so I think that it's a it's a sign that you actually care for one and I always think that self-doubt is always going to be there and the minute that it drops out you're too comfortable. It's true. So it's actually a good sign that you're still always evaluating your work and always needing to grow. And it, you don't want to always need other people's approval, but it's nice to sometimes be double guessing and just itching to like make sure that you're on the right path?
1: Oh, it feels like I'm in my psychology section. <laughs> a
0: lot this of people say that. About, Am I
1: in the wrong career? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Oh,
0: you're welcome. It, it's even more of a testament to you, I think, that your close friends or people like I've known you since the headband. Yeah. And I st- <laughs> but I can still watch you in a show and not think that's Olympia. That's huge. Like, because most people, if you know them, someone too well, you'll look at them and be like, that's just Olympia pretending to be a wag. It's not Talia. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not Talia or it's not Paige or it's not whoever. Oh, that's so nice. But it's true. Otherwise I'd be like, you know, most of your people would be like, I can't watch this because it's just Olympia, but it's not.
1: Wow. Mm, think about real. it that way. Thank you. <laughs> i <I'm> shy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about the... World I'm that we sweating. Live <laughs> what about the world that we live in, being so connected and having this balance between like sharing a lot of your life and like some of the Daily Mail articles that when I research anyone, but when I researched you, I was like, I can't believe they made an article about this. It's like, constant, yeah. Like, how do you? How have you dealt with the privacy challenge of? coming into the public eye and then managing your social media and having fans that love you but probably having creeps and mm. all sorts as well. Like how do, how do you balance that whole pressure to be connected?
1: Um, the public – because I am kind of like an open book and a lot of the time <clears throat> like I was really nervous to do this today because oh, I, I was like – I don't have a filter and I'm scared <laughs> that I'm going to say something that I shouldn't and that's constant with me. Like I, I talk too much and uh, I probably 99% of the time say something that I'm not supposed to say <laughs> um, or something about my private life that I really didn't want them to know but now the world knows, Oops, you know, yeah, <laughs> um, because I am kind of, I, I find it really hard to just not tell the truth. Mm. And I really wanted to be completely honest today. And I'm like, I said to Laura before, I'm like, oh no, what if I say something that I really didn't want to say. But now because it's Sarah, we were like chatting and now, damn, it's, <laughs> on, just, now, now it's on the podcast. <laughs> She's like, just be you, babe. I'm like, I know, I know, me. That's, that's <laughs> not what I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> we can so, edit, I can edit. <laughs> so... Um, I'm a, a real free spirit also, you mm-hmm. know, and that I find really hard to – I want people to know the real me, but there's there's lots of my private life that I also like to keep private. I was actually saying to Thomas the other day, I just wish I had like an Instagram page with just my friends and family that I could post the things that I really want to post. Yeah, You know, Thomas and I took this photo yesterday and I'm chugging a bottle of wine and he's like – it was just a funny photo, but I would never post it yeah. on – and that's hard because no one's – that's my business, you know. Yeah. And, and I try and put a lot of my fun stuff on my stories. Yeah. What do you do? you do an amazing. But amount. then my mum goes, Liam, another glass of wine in your hand? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but that's me. I love a glass of wine at the end of the day. I'm not going to change. Yeah. I yeah. work hard, I work out, and I like my wine. And the story goes yeah but you don't want to end up looking like an alcoholic and I'm like I'm a functioning alcoholic it's okay (laughs) I can still do my job (laughs) um so that is hard and obviously the paparazzi culture is really tough Mm. especially if I'm you know on holiday with my family I'm sure if you looked at my daily mail articles you know it's a real invasion of privacy and and I'm still a real person and I do you know I was in fetal you know there's There's times where I've been in fetal position just bawling my eyes out because that has been taken from me Mm. and that is really hard. I'm lucky that I have my amazing family and amazing friends. If I was a lesser person, I can only imagine, you know...
0: You'd get so drawn into it.
1: 100% and you never, you know... I don't want to say... You know, but if... So many things that have happened to me in the public eye have been so devastating. Like for a lesser person that, you know, could result to suicide or mm. you just never know. Yeah. I'm just so lucky that I have such strong, amazing people around me to lift me up when I'm really fucking down. Mm. And that's uh, that's why I'm so lucky, especially to be in this world. But I've always wanted to be try to be as open and honest with my fans and the public as much as I can. And just keep a little bit to myself because you need it to stay sane. Yeah, that's so nice. And it's
0: so good that you are surrounded by people who let you do that. Yeah. Like you, you do have such a strong family unit and you do have lots of friends who aren't in the industry as well who let you be you and i think as long as you know that you have the people that help you stay sane then stuff kind of bounces off you 100 percent. like i mean it's still
1: annoying but it's like
0: yeah i mean i know who i'll my get people through that are. yeah exactly yeah, it's like i've got a very
1: small crew yeah. and they mean the world to me yeah. and i honestly don't know what i would do without them yeah. i think that's really important to you know i got to a time in my life where i had lots of people around me and i'm like are you giving me are you giving me positivity like is this really good for me and my world like I feel like I'm giving and giving and not really receiving Mm. um and I just thought you're these I don't have to be friends with a million people you know I don't have to give you that part of me and so now I've got like one or two friends that and (laughs) I was thinking about about my birthday and I like I really want to have a dress-up party and I'm like there's three of us (laughs) really i really don't have enough people to invite to this dress up party (laughs) like i really want to do like a full you have to go all out there costume party oh my gosh you're down yeah i'm down down too great you you,
0: you did the fluro one you've done costume parties before
1: yeah i know we could have another con party Yeah, do another
0: con party (laughs)
1: For all that-, that, for all that don't know, uh, Con is my godfather and he throws these parties, these outrageous parties. Amazing. That Sarah, has you've been to a couple. Yep. A lot of them are for fun A lot of them are for any excuse to have a party, but they always get so lit. <laughs> Laura and I were talking before. This is like, remember <laughs> Con's party last time where we woke up the next day and we had bruises all over our body. We were just we were so <laughs> pissed that we were just dancing and swinging each other around, sliding on the floor. Like they get <gasps> wild. And it's
0: a that has a lot of like tumbling obstacles yes. yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah a lot of concrete <laughs> a lot of, concrete, <laughs> lot of hard angles and corners <laughs> and stuff oh dear so speaking of playing and parties the last segment is called play ta which is pretty much where you separate the person who you are when you're at work and when you're learning and doing goals and i think we're such a goal-kicking culture which is amazing it means that People can make businesses out of anything. You know, we're really democratising influence and it's, it's an awesome, awesome time to be around. But at the same time, it makes it very hard to keep a part of you that's just for joy. Yeah. Like it's always been work, rest, play. People have always been meant to have their job, to be able to sleep and then to have some kind of leisure. But I think somehow like that last bit has started to drop off more and more as the digital age has made our lives, like the working day extend longer, weekends become a blur. What do you do other than makeup yeah that is just because you love it it's not to like be a professional at it it's not for any other reason other than you just love doing it like I think dancing was probably one of them even though it was a competition
1: yeah dancing but I mean I, can I just say I love going getting out of the city like that is really important for me to get out into nature yeah because it gets too much here sometimes. Totally. And Melbourne is my favourite city in the world. I love same. it more than anything. Yeah, I love being here. I love calling Melbourne my home. But I have to get away sometimes. Mm. Um, and I just got back from even even Bali. I just got back from Bali for three weeks. And honestly, it, I hadn't been on a holiday for like over a year. And I really didn't realise how much I needed that time away. And it was like life-changing, even my relationship was just mm. like flourished even more than I thought it could possibly flourish. You know, I had my family was there for parts of it and it was oh. just like, it was just beautiful. I'm like, oh, this is why you work.
0: Totally. This is
1: why I do what I do so I can come here and live my life. Mm. And I find that I feel like holidaying and being away, getting out of the city is so important for your mental health. Totally. I, didn't, I really didn't realise how much I needed it. And then I come back and I feel really refreshed and ready to, you know, take on the next challenge, take on the next activity, whatever it might be. It's so true. I think people
0: just forget that it, what is it all for? What, what, what is are we the doing point this for? if you just work the whole time That's and then true. go to sleep and then work again? You're not sleeping just to be able to work again. Like there has to be something else. There
1: has to be something else. Yeah. And you have to give that poor little brain a rest and you know we're constantly thinking about the next thing to do like mm. how am i gonna make money you know and it's just constant i feel like it's a constant battle it's like okay what's next totally and that's but how you
0: burn out 100 like, next mentality which is what made this play thing really important to me because i'm so bad at that i'm like oh if i'm not learning or like yeah, if better I'm not- or like achieving something with an activity it's pointless but now I'm like I have to work activities that have no outcome into and my just calendar. stop
1: yeah just stop yeah. and like lie down and then when I'm on holiday I find it really hard to stop I'm like why do I find this so hard to sit by a pool and I'm like it's because I'm constantly <laughs> stimulated stimulated yeah. I'm constantly and I've got to put my phone down mm. and you know, the other day I looked at my screen time. I'd been on my phone for nine hours that day. How the fuck have I been on my phone Whoa. for nine hours?
0: Yeah. You know? And then
1: you're like, what was I What doing? was I doing? Do you and that watch TV? scares the shit out of me. Do I? Mm, I watch a lot of Netflix. Yeah, I was going to say. Because yeah.
0: like, I think even though that's screen time, for a lot of people that's down, like Downtown. down, down time. Or reading or like do you listen to music? Do you do puzzles? You know,
1: I... I It's hard because I watch the same TV show and movie over and over again. Oh, my God. What do you watch? Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld. And I watch Harry Potter every day. Oh, my
0: God. I love Harry Potter. I knew that we were both. Yeah. What what house are you?
1: Slytherin. Shut up. I know. I know. I was actually not surprised when it came out. (laughs) I was actually um, (laughs) – Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, wow. But yeah, so it's it's hard for me to watch new shows. I always get really anxious when I watch a new show <laughs> for some reason. I'm like, okay, oh, now I have to concentrate. Yeah. And so yeah. if I watch Harry Potter or Seinfeld, it's just like background noise. It's just comfort. Yeah, it's well. comfort. Yeah, totally. And I could fall asleep to it. Like even last night, I was like, oh, fine, it's so hard to go to sleep. I'm like, I said, babe. He was asleep. I'm like, I'm just gonna put Harry Potter on. He's like, Ugh, okay. <laughs> poor dude, seen Harry Potter a thousand times. He's like, when will it end? And I'm and like, that with
0: Nick. Nick Seinfeld and I'm Friends.
1: Oh, because different, just very slide, different. different
0: generations. So I've gotten, we like, we've converted each other, but we take turns. Like, yeah, one you One night to. he'll be like, it's my turn at Seinfeld. I'm Seinfeld like, is just the best show I've ever made. It's amazing. Thomas doesn't understand it. See, I didn't. You have to make him watch season one all together yeah. in one go, because then you get the jokes. But if you just do one episode every now and then, it's like, what's funny about this show? Because you don't get the, like, relationship bits that And it's are funny. so clever yeah, it's how they've so gone clever. From,
1: you know, saying something in season six that they had said in season one. You're like, oh, so clever. How did they
0: do that?
1: Geniuses. And, and different geniuses. script as well. I'm like, how
0: did you remember to tie that together? I think that about J.K. Rowling. I'm like, how did you tie all the things, book seven, when all the bits from all the books come together? Like, I just had goosebumps the whole
1: time. I, I think about, like, even the way that she, the names that she gives people. How did you do that? How did you, how is your mind so creative that you come up with these names, these kind of like magical names for everyone? How? I'm, I'm just
0: like, what drugs were you
1: taking? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, were you high? Were you high? How are those mushrooms? <laughs> well, at least they're natural. Exactly. You know, it's just a vegetable. That's right. Fibre. I would say.
0: <laughs> what about exercise and sleep and, you know, just looking after yourself in between
1: everything? Pretty good sleeper. Yeah, good girl. Um, now, I've been away for the past three weeks mm-hmm. and I barely moved and probably had a margarita at various points throughout the day? Mm, probably started <laughs> before 12 every day. It's holidays. But margarita, I have it with no Cointreau, so it's basically a health juice by the time myself. Yeah, I mean you were juice uh, cleansing tequila. basically. <laughs> I was basically just cleansing. I just it was, it's people. lime and tequila which comes from an agave plant. Wow. It's uh, yep. accelerant. Antibacterial. Antibacterial. <laughs> that's why they have it, that's why they drink so much of it in Mexico because you know they're always sick from the water. Yep. I, I mean... You, you I was on a detox. barley belly,
0: basically. Completely.
1: Yeah. There is. N- I will never get barley belly. No, I think you're
0: doing really well. Really good job.
1: <laughs> Thanks, babe. Just
0: real applause over here.
1: Um, so I did a lot of day drinking into night drinking into. Uh, Sw- you know dipping night in my- swimming night swimming drink gym, swimming gym drink a lot of that yeah um so I was really fit and healthy before I left and my first two or three days on the holiday I'm like yeah take am- all the photos now <laughs> yeah I am I went to the gym and I was like you know running they had a really good gym at the W I'm like yeah great I'm gonna do this I'll- I'll- like my holiday will be guilt-free I'm still gonna exercise the whole time that I'm here that lasted two days yeah um, Best intentions. best intentions mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, didn't, didn't, didn't quite work out the way that I, that I had hoped. So now Thomas and I have just like, even last night, we was like, babe, something's <laughs> got to give like my poor little liver. And I go through yo yo So I like either, either heavily train, uh, and then I know if I needed to get really healthy and I'm, I'm 85% of the time, incredibly healthy with yeah. what I eat and I exercise a lot. Mm-hmm but then sometimes i just can't be fucked
0: right it's
1: balance balance, it's balance. and i think that's really is a good. good ratio that's it's actually really good for everyone to know like it's okay to just like have a break and not exercise and not do anything for a week until totally. you start realizing i am getting
0: <laughs> ill ill <laughs>
1: i am ill uh my skin is shit I've lost all my definition, <laughs> uh, all that hard work, it was for nothing. Uh, and then you're like, nah. I've got to go back on TV <laughs> tomorrow. I've got to go back on TV. It's but I've part got a, of it, you know. I've think. got a great trainer and he messages me every day saying training. So he guilts me into training. I need that in my life.
0: Yeah. I we mean, all need accountability yeah. to somebody. 100%.
1: I have to stand next to Nick. Oh, I know. That's so hard. So, I mean, it
0: really just makes me like, well, you have 25 to, like, abs. He just to want to
1: train all the time. He just seems He's got like, a
0: lot of motivation for like,
1: it. Oh, I'm so jealous. But it's
0: very mental. Like he can't work if he doesn't train. So it's not. I wish that was the case for me. Me too. I'm actually
1: better when I don't train.
0: <laughs> 100%. <laughs> it like interrupts me. It's annoying. But it makes him do it, which then makes me do it.
1: Well, that's time. what, that's, and that's, you know, Thomas constantly is training for um, footy. Footy. Yeah. He's an elite athlete. And then I'm like, eating chips. Uh, Guess I should be somewhat of an athlete, I guess. <laughs> Can't be the tubby one in this relationship.
0: I've been the tubby one in the relationship for years. Years. And I'm Shut not even up, But I'm Sarah. not even tubby and I'm still the tubby one. <laughs> yeah but Nick's he's not rock like hard 2% Nick.
1: body fat. Imagine two percent body fat. Jesus
0: it's actually Christ. and
1: then when we he... could never with our titties in our asses. Well,
0: I don't have titties,
1: but maybe my ass. <laughs> I mean, Badass.
0: my ten my year old boy body. Um but, yeah, I mean, he, like, sometimes when – so we were just in Italy and we yeah. had to be wedge-riding and obviously we were just eating cheese and pizza.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: but he, like, got, like, a tiny little, like, one tiny little bit of skin that he could pull out and he was like, oh, my God, look at
1: this. See, men are I'm worse like, than – can
0: you men- not even – that's like
1: men, – men I'm telling you, men are worse than women. Way worse. I'm like, that's the fat on my little toe. Yeah. I, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> Seriously. When I listen to guys talk about themselves, I'm like, you, like, don't have a one ounce of – skin on you. No.
0: And they're and they're like more critical about their body. Hundred percent.
1: And that is actually the problem. Yeah. Men are the problem. <laughs> are. I, I I now I'm just like, uh, you know, I've got a curvy body. I've always like been very comfortable with my body. Mm. And when it's fit I'm like, damn You're like <laughs> that's great. But when it's also a bit like, you know, too many wines and too much pasta, I'm like Still, I'm super happy. Damn.
0: <laughs> that was worth yeah, it. That was worth
1: <laughs> every mouthful and every yeah. sip. But men are different, like they've got this like exercise thing where they have to be shredded. Girls are different. We've got yeah. like... We've got stuff. We've got stuff. Yeah. stuff. So if we, you know, if we get a little more stuff, it's like fine. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And we can like wear makeup and like dress it with like different clothes. They can't do anything for I themselves. I am like sometimes I'm like, ooh. <laughs> oh Nikki. Like, Wish no... you could put some concealer on. <laughs> there's just no variation for them. Like if they're like, a, you know, a hard seven or <laughs> enough, then they can't not be hard seven. <laughs>
1: Whereas girls can can go from, like, a five to a ten pretty easily. (laughs) Pretty
0: easy, right? There's options. We have options. Like, I reckon I'm, like, a five, plus or minus five variance, you know? Or plus or minus three at least.
1: Uh, Is this this bitch for real? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, strong. No,
0: but you can, like, you can plus or minus either way, you know? Like, based on makeup, based on period, based on skin, based on sleep, based on all the things. But boys, like, they've only got their, like... (laughs) one their number yeah <laughs> which is really hard <laughs> anyway <laughs> now i've forgotten the question <laughs> that's happened a lot this sesh <laughs> so second last question just to finish out what are the three interesting things about you that don't normally come up in conversation
1: well, definitely one of them would be my wee anxieties. But yeah, I told I think you that was a very, really good one. That yeah, would be a yeah. solid
0: start. <laughs> but I have to
1: sing to myself every time I have a have a way.
0: listen out for you later? <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday.
1: Baby. Um, what else do people know about me, Laura? Oh yeah, Laura. Yeah, Laura knows too much about me. Oh, oh, Nando's! I have a serious Nando's addiction. Really, of um, all the chicken joints. Yeah, Nando's. That surprises me. I'd probably get Nando's every day. Really? What do yeah. you get? Well, I'll either get uh, a chicken, mm-hmm. like half chicken, and <laughs> like a whole chicken, <laughs> uh, half chicken, or peri peri or peri peri. Yeah, hot peri peri if i'm being naughty i'll get a peri peri chips but i always order it for thomas and i say you want chips yeah yeah and, and I'll, I'll just yeah, i yeah. always have some of those or a classic chicken wrap because um, it's got kind of like the perfect amount of carbs and protein in it wow that's what i tell myself and they've got tenderloins inside so there's no Ooh, fat no, like batter or yeah no better mm. on any of it. It's just pure deliciousness. That's interesting. I love Nando's. I've so just much. never really like been converted to Nando's. Have you never tried? Have you? Have you never like probably I've, tried? I think I've tried it on the you side eat, yeah, of like. You, you've got to eat in. <laughs> yeah, you've got to oh, eat in. <laughs> oh. <You've gotta laughs> Wait, eat. you guys eat
0: in at Nando's? Oh yeah. <laughs> Who eats
1: in at Nando's? Uh, we do. <gasps> yeah, you'll find yeah. us it. And I've, I've got a couple of my favourites. Like I feel like Elsie McNando's is the better of the Nando's. But oh. now that I live in Port Melbourne. I'm, I've got South Melbourne Nando's, um, South Melbourne Nando's, but I feel like their wraps aren't nearly as good. I'm not going to go into a conversation.
0: Is <laughs> it the wrap artist? Do you know how at Subway they call them sandwich artists? Is it a wrap artist? Yeah, 100%. Or different artists? Different artists. Wow.
1: And just the way that they cook the chicken. I mean, and I'm sure it's like... You'll travel for your sandwich artist, But artists, like Nando's you? Nando's in the UK is on another level. Wow. Another level. Have you ever been to Nando's in the UK? like it's like it's like sitting in a fine darn restaurant like oh it is huge in like sometimes there's lines outside of nando's what everyone has nando's wow i'm like
0: i wouldn't it wouldn't have even made my top five but food. the chicken wow. tastes
1: different the, the sauces are different like it's not like melbourne and so people from the uk will come and eat nando's in melbourne they're like oh this is different oh yeah it's
0: not really a sit-in restaurant Most of the time. I mean, you two Uh,
1: excluded. (laughs) No, I love going in. Very fresh when you go in. Yeah. But it's also uh, Uber Eats' favourite of mine too. Wow. Mm. That's a great one. Something else before we – I'd like to tell you something really fun – well, this is one of the things that I accidentally said to a journalist and then they said they said they They wrote an article article, uh, and the headline was Olympia has hobbit feet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) I think I've actually heard you say that about yourself before though. And your hands. Have you said that about your hands before? Yeah. But I don't think they're hobbit hands at all.
1: So feet are really my biggest issue. I'm not a fan of feet. I see, I'm obsessed with feet. I'm obsessed with other people's feet. I'll always look at them and go, oh my God, what stunning feet you yeah. <laughs> have. I'd like touch them. I wouldn't envy. even care. Feet envy. Okay. So I just got, you know, and please, it's feet, like whatever. It's just one of the things that, you know, at least it's my feet. Yeah. Um, I mean, they
0: go in shoes. So it's
1: like, fine. I've got the worst parts of my dad's and my mum's feet. <laughs> that like for me, like I would say that the length of my foot is like a size six, but I have to wear like a size nine for the width of my foot. Wow! Poor Maggie, my stylist, Maggie Smith, who's just my absolute angel. I love her more than anything. Big she, shout out to me yeah, we, <laughs> we love Meggie Smith stylist. you love She really struggles to find me shoes that fit the width of my feet. Oh my god! I'm going to show you them properly after this podcast. Okay. So you can get an idea of what we're working wow. with here. Um, oh but it is god. definitely something that I'm completely self-conscious about. I will never wear open-toed shoes. I never wear sandals. I never wear thongs. Actually,
0: I've never seen you in sandals. Never.
1: Wow. Open-toed oh. heels? Never. Oh Oh don't! So Laura, um, <laughs> Laura, um, who's in the room with us at the moment, uh, we went. We've got the same psychologist, and there was nice. one day. She's like, "Should we go to the se- Should we go to a session together?" And so we went to. (laughs) So Laura and I went to. um, We had a date at the (laughs) psychologist. It was like the funnest session ever. We love her, Lara. Also, shout out to you. Uh,
0: A lot of supplies going to shout out to you today.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, that's right. So it happened. It's when I realised that I really have a major issue was on Dancing with the Stars. And they made you wear open-door shoes? So Jared was just like, okay, there's something wrong. There's something going on with your feet. You're not standing on your toes. Like you're not pushing your weight on your, on your toes. I'm always on my heels. Oh. And he's like, take your, take your, take your shoes off <laughs> and no. I just want you to stand flat-footed in front of me and just like lean onto your toes. And I just started bawling my eyes out. Oh my... <laughs> like... Hysterics! I'm like, please, make me do this. The fucking camera was there as well. Oh I'm like, please make I have me do Please, I just can't, I just can't. looking at like completely
0: outrageous. I can imagine his face too being like. He's just like, oh my god, <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, and so okay. the reason
1: why I'm constantly on my heels is because when I push my foot down really flat,
0: you don't like the way it looks. It, they, they They, they,
1: they, they, they splurge on the floor. They're like. that was the best
0: sound effect I've ever
1: (laughs) had and so in my life I've always walked kind of like on my heels so my feet don't go flat oh my god and I realized this in Dancing with the Stars and just like my epic breakdown about my feet I realized that I probably needed to speak to Lara about it so you did it with Laura so I said to Lara, I said to Laura and Lara I'm like, I think I really have a serious issue with my feet. Like, I I knew it was bad, but like, you know, <laughs> but it's I, I just cried level. on national TV about my feet. It's, you know, I can't believe, I, I just couldn't believe my reaction to it. <laughs> and Lara goes, <laughs> Lara goes, I want you to do something for me. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, <laughs> I want you to stand in front of the mirror every day and look at your feet and say I love my feet I love my feet I love my feet and I'm like the thought of doing that makes me physically ill and Laura and I we just we just couldn't stop laughing at the fact I was just like imagining me standing in front of the mirror just saying I love my feet I love you I love you feet I love you feet I just physically couldn't do it. But so, now so have
0: we progressed or are we've we? We've progressed still... we've
1: progressed a little bit for okay. sure. And I think because Thomas loves my feet, i am like you know, he You've doesn't warmed, he doesn't have yeah. great feet either, you know? And I love that he doesn't have great feet. Okay, so you're on feet part. We're on like it's perfect. Oh. It's like I've got these I've got these like short little fat, squidgy feet with tiny toes. And he's got these long, you know, giant feet. You know, he's wow. size fifteen, you know, and <laughs> What
0: about when you go to the pool
1: or, like, the beach? Uh, I do really quick steps. know or you bury your feet in the sand.
0: (laughs) Always. Like, it's a real issue. I mean, it sounds like you're coming in leaps and bounds. Thanks, babe. I really feel like... You've you've seen (laughs) someone? I have seen seen someone.
1: someone, um, I'm on the the mend with the... uh,
0: Guys, everyone, just
1: please support Olympia in this and plight. It um, <laughs> yeah, thoughts and prayers. Yeah thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah,
0: thoughts and prayers. I mean, we could set up a telethon or something. I would never.
1: Like... <laughs> could you imagine? Like, because on the screen, you they kept... can get... do a red carpet and then we a path that's listened to this podcast. As well. And it'll <laughs> just zoom on the feet. And, you know, I remember even at the low, even my closed toe shoes and they swell up and then they were busting out of those shoes. <gasps> Overspill. <laughs> Overspill. 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 <laughs> Tove spill <laughs> Hang on, I'm just gonna show you my favorite. Oh my god! Yeah,
0: let's totally yeah. leave this recording. Hang on, ready? Oh my god, babe, they are fine. They're not. They're not as
1: bad. As they, well. I expect, honestly, you know they. I was expecting. Honestly, they are so cute. I think it comes from like childhood torment from my sisters. They used to call them toes, Shrek feet. <gasps> You know, look at I those. I was seriously
0: expecting like double the width. Like
1: <laughs> they're like my
0: feet, like are exactly the same. I have really broad feet. This
1: is what I need. You can have one thing. Yeah, yeah, if you're gonna have one thing that you hate, yeah, it would definitely be in the shoes. You know, and also because I've I just got my my mom says it's that I've just got big joints and big bones, <laughs> um, which I always believed, and but then my trainer goes, "You've got really big joints, and it's really great for heavy lifting," and I'm like, oh. "Yes." Yes, Ryan, it is great for heavy lifting. That's why (laughs) I have them. (laughs) But um, I've also got really surprisingly, like when you look at them, they don't really look that chubby. But my fingers are very, very big, and I know this because I fitted all my ring sizes, and they were in the Qs and the Zs. Really. And Thomas was going to, you know, keep. He bought me something recently. He's like, I was going to buy you this re- really pretty ring, but then I realised it probably wouldn't fit your finger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't want to take that risk. Um, even all my rings on, t- on, on TV, like, they have to go out and specially find big rings to fit my fingers. They don't look it they at all, but, though, which they, is amazing. They actually like, that's don't. good. Yeah. But they, you They're know. Normal. But they actually are. So it's just like a weird thing with my fingers. I mean, the things that we live with. Honestly, it's ridiculous. This conversation is ridiculous now. (laughs) That's the the best. Yeah, yeah, it's a real first. Exactly.
0: (laughs) All right, and very last question. Since I love quotes so much, what's your favourite quote?
1: Oh, Sarah. Um. Oh God. Hang on. Oh no, you really put me on the spot here. I know, I should have sent you this before. You should have, because uh, I have a lot and now I can't think. What's my favourite quote? Surely saved. Uh, yeah, go, go for a scroll. Hang on. Uh, Just like looking at our
0: chat. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back in our history.
1: I've got so many that I love. Well, I love that you're a quote gal. I love, oh damn it. Oh, I'm angry at you for you this. You can come back
0: to me, I can like insert it later. Like I can just say Olympia's answer was,
1: or you can send me a voice memo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, some of these are just hilarious, yeah. but they're not. I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to find like none of them. Or like none of them are on brand. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this one. <laughs> this is not a good, good quote, but I've just found it in our chat. I don't have X's. I have ex- examples of what not to do again.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's... That is not my quote. I mean, it's I've useful. Got, yeah, it is. <laughs> I see the practical value. I can see the practical value. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come back to you with a great quote. Come back to I me. I have
1: so many that I love.
0: Yeah, come back to me. I can I can just pop oh, that in later. I know. Uh, yeah? Like the, the
1: Dumbledore, the J.K. Oh. Like the Darkness in the Light. <laughs> um, I that one um even in even (laughs) even even in the darkest of times all you have to do is remember to turn on the light yes close enough yeah something like that but i've always loved that quote it's Uh, i also love another Dumbledore quote um when oh my god this is just so not part of this (laughs) But, (laughs) but harry goes harry goes i didn't know that you could evaporate in hogwarts and he goes being me has its privileges. <laughs> and I'm like so yes. <laughs> I'm like yes, Dumbledore. Oh I my god, Dumbledore. I'll come back to you with one of my
0: one of, a good quote. Okay, but I, I think that I mean that they were both
1: very Being powerful. Me its, <laughs> they were both really, really powerful. Really I don't have powerful. exes. I only have examples of what I'm not to do. <laughs> what
0: a note <laughs> to end on <laughs> well thank you so much my darling i love, this you, Sarah. Wonderful. Thank I love you so you much I, I felt so
1: inadequate to be on your co- podcast today when oh i like gosh. when i scrolled through all the people that have been on here and i'm like so happy we did this oh
0: don't be silly it's you were been... like one of
1: the first person i asked i know like,
0: like five years like not five years ago but before i
1: even started i was like and now we're doing post- this podcast and now it's become what is it now Go on, tell me. What is what? This podcast. Where is it on the uh, podcast ranking? Oh, I don't Uh, even know. It's pretty uh, high. It's pretty good, yeah. You're doing pretty well. It's pretty good. It's a pretty great podcast. It's been been a lot of fun. Very proud of you. you. I love you you, and thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Hey.
0: And everyone, October
1: 16th. October (gasps) 16th.
0: Is she not just one of the most fun people you've ever heard? I'm one of those people who often types lol, but I'm just actually sitting there deadpan on my phone. But this time I really did laugh hysterically as I was editing, literally on the plane, like a total vlog. Everyone was looking at me, but I had such a good time. Please tune in to Channel 10 tonight at 8.30pm to catch the explosive first episode of Season 2. It promises to be a roller coaster. And you can catch up on old episodes online too. The link is in the show notes. And show Olympia your support if you enjoyed the chat by screenshotting while you listen or while you watch tonight, and tagging at Olympia Valance and myself or the CZA page. You know, your feedback and love is what keeps us going. As always, there's a little gift each week for the best takeaways shared. So please help us continue to share the yay. Hope you're having an amazing week and a seizing your yay.